Guys, I am petty. I'm a petty person. I am passive aggressive. You know what? No, scratch that. That's not how I want to start the episode. Okay, this is going to be maybe the most unusual episode so far because I don't have a guest with me. I don't even have a co-host. I don't have a co-host. And this might be really awkward. And if, if it is, I apologize. You know, don't listen to it if it's awkward. I totally understand. But here's one thing you need to know about me is I love what I do. I went to school for this. This is my hobby. This is my passion. I went to college to study digital media. That's what I did. That's what I have my degree in. I love podcasting. I love coming up with the episode concepts. I love recording. I love my mics. <laughs> I love editing. I love asking you guys questions to answer on the pod, designing the episode covers, editing cutting pieces of the conversation together to make it funnier like I love that shit that's my jam it's my favorite thing so even though I don't have a co-host I'm still gonna record because this is my favorite part of every week that being said I hope this episode is good I hope this episode isn't awkward and you guys enjoy just listening to my thoughts because that's really what it's gonna be is just my thoughts verbalized so first things first it's been a minute it's been a minute since my last episode and the last episode was with Kaden not gonna lie that might be my favorite episode I've ever published that episode was so fun if you haven't listened to it go back and listen to it it is so funny in my opinion it was a blast to record it was so funny listening back and editing it I will definitely be having Kaden on the podcast again very soon That being said, I never told you what my Christmas present was, y'all. My boyfriend got me the best Christmas present I have ever received in my entire life, I'm pretty sure. I will say, I hate when people say that about gifts, when they're like, oh my god, best Christmas gift, best birthday gift from the best friend in the world, and I'm like, you can't just be going around telling the public that this is your favorite gift you've ever received like someone might get butt hurt i say that because i have gotten butt hurt from this before (laughs) i once got one of my really good friends at the time a piercing like i i took her to go get her septum pierced and i paid for it and i sat with her and it was super exciting and she looks great in it and she had been wanting a septum piercing but like was lacking the motivation to go get it so like i was like for your birthday we're going to get your septum pierced. Loved the gift, got her picture taken, put it on social media, and was like, this is the best gift ever. And then the next day, <laughs> another one of her friends got her some vintage like oil light lamp or something. And she posted it on her social media and was like, best gift ever. And I was like, <laughs> ouch. Anyways. This gift that I got from my boyfriend, for anyone who doesn't know, I am in love with Mark Ruffalo, okay? I think if I I had to choose one celebrity 
to be my celebrity crush, it would be Mark Ruffalo. Like, who else would it be? I mean, there's Sean Astin, Taika Waititi, the basics, you know? But Mark Ruffalo, like, oh, I can't explain it. I'm just so in love with him. My boyfriend got me a signed photo from the movie The Brothers Bloom, signed by Adrian Brody and Mark Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo signed it. Oh, what? My favorite all-time movie is The Brothers Bloom. It's a con artist movie. The cast is stacked. The plot is amazing. The directing, phenomenal. Romance, comedy gold. It's just everything about it is perfection and nobody seems to know it exists. Yeah, but I hate gifts normally, okay? Gift giving is my bottom love language. I would prefer giving a gift than receiving a gift. I'm not great at it, but I would much rather give a gift than receive one. Granted, I don't want you opening your gift in front of me. If I give you a wrapped gift, it's wrapped for a reason. Because I don't want to see you see it for the first time. But that is still better. Like having to watch someone open a gift I've given them is still better than having to open a gift I've been given. Oh my god, it's it's terrible. It's torture. It's literal torture. Why is it so scary? It's so... I must have had a traumatizing experience as a kid where I opened a gift and was visibly disappointed and made the gift giver like really sad or something and I must have felt really guilty about it and ever since then I've just been so scared to open gifts in front of people. Actually, I will tell you, I know exactly what it is. I know exactly what it is. It just popped into my head. Oh my god. I was I was 9. Okay, I just googled it. I was 9 years old. And for my birthday, I think I had two gifts to open. Both were handmade craft projects by two little kids who had just like drawn and cut me some paper snowmen or something like that. And don't get me wrong, I'm not like, ew, how dare they give me something homemade? Like, that's so trashy. No, like these were little kids and they made me something and wrapped it and gave it to me for my birthday and they were excited about it and it was cute. But I was nine years old and I couldn't hide my disappointment. Because I opened these gifts in front of my mom, my mom's best friend, all of her kids, all of my brothers, my dad, and must have looked visibly disappointed because the next day, my mom's best friend came to me and was like, we feel bad, here's another gift. <laughs> and they gave me Princess and the Frog, like a DVD of Princess and the Frog. That's how I know it's 2009. Anyways... I don't like opening gifts and my boyfriend knows this. And I was at his house and it got delivered while I was there and he was like, open it. And when I tell you, I was freaking out. I was like, no, let's go to, we were gonna we were gonna run errands. And I was like, let's go run errands and then I'll open it, you know, when, when we get back. <laughs> so we go to run errands and the whole time he's like, oh, I can't wait until we get home and you're gonna open your gift and you're gonna love it and I can't wait to see you open it. And I'm panicking, I'm panicking the entire time because I saw what the gift looked like and I literally could not even imagine what it would be. It wasn't big and it was flat and I was like, it's too flat to be a book. I think I was transported back to when I was nine years old and I had to open 2D gifts. 
because this gift was 2D. And I was freaking out. I was so scared. And he was like, just open it. You'll be fine. I promise you'll love it. And he's being really sweet about it. But he was like, I really want to see you open it. He wouldn't take me opening it in a different room as a solution. So I had to open it in front of him. I teared up. I teared up. This is how much this man knows me. This is the first gift gift that he's given me. And I'm already in awe of his, <laughs> of his knowledge of me. Anyways, moving on. What is one song that you cannot unhear anymore? What's one song that you now and forever will associate with one specific thing and you will never be able to hear that song without thinking about that one thing? Obviously, we all have those songs that we can't hear because they remind us of breakups or past relationships, heartbreak, sad times, sad memories. But we all have songs that we can't unhear in a good way. And my song is God is a Woman. When it first came out, I was still Christian and I was like, oh, I can't listen to this. I can't. She's talking uh, blasphemy. She's saying God is a woman. That, that's all I knew about it was the title, God is a Woman. And I was like, blasphemy. And then I listened to the song and obviously it's about sex. And I love that song. I'm obsessed with it. I also just, my guilty pleasure is Ariana Grande and I know she's getting a lot of heat right now, but I can't help it. I love her songs. So I feel empowered by God as a woman. I was hooking up with this guy for about a month and he was uber Christian. And when I say uber Christian, I mean he wanted to be a pastor. He wanted to go into seminary. He loved discussing theology with me and to be fair I did too like I love discussing theology if anyone wants to talk about theology with me oh I'm so down I think it's fascinating I just like having philosophical discussions with people anyways moving on this guy was so uber Christian that it took a while for me to finally get him to make a move or at least you know make it seem like he was making the first move but I was days ahead of him we started super casually, like we were already really good friends, and then we were talking, ironically, about theology late into the night, every night, and we started talking at his house, and then that led to us talking late at night about theology in his bedroom, and that led to us getting on his bed to talk about theology. <laughs> and getting under the covers to talk about theology. And he would turn his LED lights in his room to red to talk about theology. He would put on a Spotify makeup playlist to talk about theology. And one thing led to another, and obviously we both wanted it, but we're both like, I was scared to make a move because I didn't want to scare him off because I was scared he's gonna be like, no, I'm a Christian man. And I think he was having an internal battle with himself. But one day, I was on top. And previously, we had talked about God is a Woman. You know, I was like, oh, I love that song. And he was like, absolutely not. It goes against what I believe. And she is, I don't know if you call it blasphemy. Because I actually, I'm not going to lie to you. I don't really know the full definition of blasphemy. But he was very much against that song. And I was like, it's no big deal. She's just talking about sex. And one day I'm on top and he was playing, you know, his makeup playlist and God as a Woman came on and we both looked at each other because we both knew, like we had recently talked about this song and I just got the extra oomph to show him why I love that song. 
Also, funny thing about this boy, when we, you know, started, we would still be talking about theology, and he wouldn't make a move. And I was getting really frustrated, but he would put the lights on red, and he would turn on music. The first day he put on music, I was like, because I could, by the second song, I could tell what kind of playlist this was. I was like, there's no way. So I asked him what the playlist name was, and he was like, oh, I don't know. It's not mine. And I was like, oh, is it a Spotify playlist? And he's like, yeah, I don't really know what it is. And I was like, well, tell, tell me what, what it's called. What did you search to find it? And he was like, I don't know what it's called. It's just like a chill playlist. And I was like, no, it's not. <laughs> I was like, no, it's not. I know exactly what this is. And so I like grabbed his phone and looked and it was like, I think it was li- literally called Makeout Playlist. And I died laughing. I was like, you are not subtle. Just make a fucking move. Like, <laughs> anyways... Story time aside, I asked you guys to give me scenarios and I will tell you if it's a red flag, a green flag, or a beige flag. And I got quite a few, so let's jump right into the first scenario. Saying that all of his ex-girlfriends are crazy and broke his heart. Oh, I'm about to go off. I'm about to go. This sincerely ticks me off when people, when men say this. If a man ever says, all my exes are crazy, run. Run as fast and as far away as you possibly can. This is such a red flag. It's a blinking red alarm telling you, get the fuck away from this dude. If he says, oh yeah, I have had, you know, whatever, five exes and one of them was crazy. Okay, maybe, maybe. But it's like, what did you do though? What did you do? But if he says, all of my exes are crazy, no, they're not. No, they're not. You are looking for excuses for your own behavior. They can't have all been crazy. Also, most women aren't. If women, quote unquote, go crazy, according to men, it's because the men did something. I mean, come on. I'm sure I have some exes that would call me crazy. But you know why I acted fucking crazy? Because you were cheating. Or because you were manipulating me and gaslighting me and gaslighting everyone around you so that when I finally stood up for myself, no one would believe me and you could then call me crazy. I have an ex who was extremely toxic, very manipulative. And when he cheated on his now wife with me and I found out and I went and told people, people either didn't believe me or they dismissed me because he was so nice and charming and he was gaslighting everybody that they excused his behavior and then I was the crazy one for making a big deal out of the fact that this boy cheated on his now wife and I was the crazy one for wanting my friends to stand next to me and back me up and say and acknowledge how fucked up that was so if a guy ever says all my exes are crazy get the hell out of there next scenario he takes off his own shirt during the first time (laughs) uh yeah no Mm -mm. that's a red flag (laughs) what is that i've had that happen to me i was on a date and the date was going super well until the guy brought me home to watch a movie and then pounced on me essentially he just like pounced got on top of me started very aggressively making out with me There was no easing into the situation whatsoever. And then he took off his own shirt like three seconds in. (laughs) Just, just take a second and imagine that. 
oh my god it was so cringy but he's on top of me what am i supposed to do <laughs> okay types with two <laughs> with two fingers like types on a keyboard with two fingers i'm gonna go with that's a beige flag i'm not gonna lie that's pretty weird i think if i saw someone doing this someone my age i would probably get the ick but you know someone might not someone might think it's really endearing that you never learned how to type or that you can't use a laptop in 2024 so the next one is talks to themselves wait talks to themselves in different voices again beige you know i would probably freak out i think that would make me really uncomfortable but some might not some people genuinely talk to themselves as if they were gollum and they're dating people so there's hope not with me but you know maybe someone else the next one is loves transformers beige flag i personally uh would see this as a warning sign like an like an orange flag but it's better than a guy telling me i like the gladiator movies they're my favorite or my favorite movie is the wolf of wall street or taxi driver or something like that if they say transformers over one of those other movies it's preferred i'm not a huge fan i think the colors really throw me off in that movie it's it's too saturated for me personally Next is putting his family, especially his mom and his sister, above his girlfriend. This to me is a red flag if the relationship is somewhat serious. Let me explain. Obviously, if the relationship is new and fresh and nowhere near anything serious, then yeah, totally put your mom and your sister first. Absolutely put your family first. But once you get to the stage in your relationship where you consider each other best friends and you're having very serious deep talks, you are discussing the future, that's where, you know, the girlfriend really should come first. And obviously there are exceptions, but if you're putting studying with your sister above a date with your girlfriend... If you're, if you're putting your sister above your girlfriend in that way, that's that's not okay. <laughs> I had a, an ex who would do that. He would put his sister and his mom above me. And we were pretty serious. We would talk about marriage. We would talk about kids. We had kids' names picked out. We were planning on visiting my family in Germany together, all these things. And he would put his mom and his sister above me. And it was little things like we had a date planned and then his sister wanted to hang out. <laughs> Past a certain point, it's absolutely a red flag and would need to be talked about. Okay, bringing up your ex early on in the relationship. This one I had to think about for a little bit because on the one hand, everyone knows that's a red flag. Everyone knows that's a warning sign for, hey, this person's not over their ex. On the other hand, I've done it. <laughs> I think I brought up a couple of my exes to my boyfriend fairly early on in our relationship. Do I feel guilty? Mm, yeah, actually, a little bit. Do I regret it? Maybe. But also, one of my exes wrote a song about me. So, you tell me what you would have done. And no, it wasn't a love song, it was a breakup song, and I'm obsessed with it. Okay, the next one is 
follows his toxic ex with whom he is back on okay terms. Okay, this one's tricky. The backstory could be different for each each version of this scenario. You know, on the one hand, the toxic ex could have really grown as a person and now they work together or no matter what the situation and what the backstory is, the fact that someone who is in a current relationship is following their toxic ex or their ex who at one point was toxic, that's a red flag. I personally do not follow any of my exes with whom I ended on bad terms, but all of my toxic exes, of course I'm not following them. Like what? Why would I follow them? So just going based off of this sentence, follows his toxic ex with whom he is on okay terms again? No. (laughs) Red flag, that needs to be talked about. It's weird. It's not immediately like, "Uh uh-oh, he's cheating, but it is weird and I think that would make anyone uncomfortable. So I do see it as a red flag. It's kind of the same thing with on TikTok, people are debating, you know, should men and women in relationships follow and be liking the opposite sex on like Instagram or I mean nobody really uses Facebook anymore but Facebook or TikTok like like should your boyfriend be liking thirst traps and at first I was like well that's ridiculous like why would you want to control your boyfriend in such a way where he cannot follow any women anymore you know if he's straight but it is your branding and the way I a lot of times think about social media is it's your personal branding what people see on your social media is what they perceive to be you people are going to have a certain idea of who you are that's your online representation of yourself and so everything you do is I mean unless you're private but everyone that's following you can still see what you're doing people are watching you whether you know it or not. Now, not everyone's gonna go deep diving into your Instagram account and try and figure out what the last 10 things were that you liked on your feed, but I can see what people I'm following are liking. I can see the types of posts that they're liking. If I see my best friend's boyfriend liking a bunch of bikini photos and I don't know, I'd be a little offended for her on her behalf. So if it doesn't look good for your brand, it doesn't look good to your significant other. It definitely doesn't look good to them. Okay, the last scenario is a personal one. (laughs) So I need you guys to let me know if this is a red flag or a green flag. I mean, I obviously have my opinion. I know for a fact it's not a green flag, but let me know. The relationship started out with both parties lying slash withholding the truth from one another. I was lying about who I lived with. He was lying about having a child. He had like an eight-year-old son, and I was living with a boy, Jared, my brother. But he's not my biological brother, so, and this guy that I was seeing was very Christian, and so I was kind of nervous about telling him, like, hey, I have a guy roommate. No, it's not my biological brother. He was actively just not telling me that he had a son. And he was 27, I at the time was 22, and we had gone on six dates. And then this man ghosted me. No explanation, just (laughs) ghosted. So the question really is, at what point do you tell someone that you have a child? 
I personally don't think it should be the first date. I think it should be like the second or third date. The first date is to see if you guys even vibe, if you guys even have anything to talk about, if there's chemistry, if you can hold a conversation together. Because if, if you can't even do that, why get into the nitty gritty and tell this person that you have a child? Like, there's no point. But if you've passed the first date and you're now on to second date, it's like, you're like, yeah, I, I think I like you. We're getting along. We have fun. If we continue dating, you know, this is something you should know. I have a child. So that's my opinion. Let me know what you think. Oh, I actually, okay. Last one. Going on a weekend trip, staying in a hotel room, and he doesn't make a single move. <laughs> so this is, again, my personal experience. My now boyfriend and I, It was our fourth date and we had already had our first kiss and he had already spent the night with me once because our third date went till like three in the morning because we were just talking for hours and he didn't even touch me until the morning. He didn't even try to kiss me until the next morning. We were straight up just talking for hours. That's it, just talking. It was the sweetest thing one of the best dates just because we had so much to talk about there was not a single a single awkward silence i was so comfortable we were just laying in my bed not touching talking so cute that third date i told him kind of my boundaries and he invited me to go on a weekend trip with his friend group to albuquerque you know the the options were stay in an airbnb with all of his friends or stay in a hotel room And because I didn't really know his friends, he was like, let's just do the hotel room. Is that okay with you? And I was like, absolutely. Me agreeing to stay in a hotel room with him for three days, to me, was like, we're going to be taking some steps. To me, that made sense. In my brain, I was like, we're going to be staying in a hotel room together. I'm consenting to that. We're probably going to take some next steps. He didn't make a single move. The entire long weekend that we were there not a single move. We didn't even kiss until we got back to Clovis and I was about to go back to Amarillo and he was like, okay, see you next week and then kissed me. But the entire time in Albuquerque, nothing. So I got home and I immediately turned to my roommate and I said, this is the situation. What do you think? And he was like, that's fucking weird. Like, that's weird. Kind of a red flag. And I was like, oh, damn. Then I realized, because I had a conversation, because I communicated with my boyfriend, I realized he was being so overly respectful of the boundaries that I had stated the week before. He was so scared of crossing a boundary that he didn't even try, didn't even really try to kiss me. And that, I mean, that is the greenest flag there is. I saw this TikTok one time and it was kind of a, an analogy for how a lot of men, unfortunately, a lot of men treat women's boundaries. And it was a woman and she had an octopus stuffed animal. She put it on the table. She turns to her boyfriend and she goes, please do not touch this. And the guy goes, okay, and then goes and grabs it. And the girl takes it back from him, puts it on the table and says, let me tell you again, this is my boundary. Do not cross it. Do not touch this octopus. I do not feel comfortable with you touching this octopus. Once again, he grabs it, touches it, messes with it. And this happens just over and over again because unfortunately, a lot of men do not understand the concept of boundaries and crossing them because they just don't care. And my boyfriend was so scared 
of making me uncomfortable. And he liked me so much that he had all the time in the world. He was in my presence and hanging out with me for a full weekend, and that was enough for him. And then I asked him, kind of after our relationship progressed, like <laughs> two weeks later, I asked him, like, would you have waited? Like, how long would you have waited? And he said, I wasn't going to bring up the topic again for four months. I made a mental note that I wasn't going to pressure you into a conversation about progressing our relationship for four months. I mean, come on. If that's not a green flag, I don't know what, I don't know what is. You know, you don't have to put up with men who cross boundaries. You don't have to put up with men who disrespect you. You don't have to put up with men who don't value your safety, your mental health, your physical health. You don't have to put up with that. There are, surprisingly, I know, surprisingly, there are men out there who see you as a person, who respect you, who like you, who just want to be with you and be a part of your life. Don't settle. Anyways, those are all the scenarios. There's my little two cents. Thank you so much for listening. Stay tuned for the next week's prompt. And yeah, I'll, um, I'll see you next time. <laughs>